Thank, Thank you for joining us here on the Frank Sontag podcast. I want to say show. This isn't radio. This is an intimate podcast in our home. My wife and I, something that I've been doing for just a few episodes, our very first guest. And um, I didn't know that, by the way, that I was grateful. Allie Mills being here. I didn't realize I was your very first guest. My first one. Wow. I'm very honored. I'm honored. Well, I'm honored to have you. And I really, not to go long here, but this is important to me. I've resisted this. I haven't been really on the radio in a while. And I just know that the guest segments need to be really special. Where we really get in and talk about God. I mean, I'll have people that are famous or whatever, but. It, the core is who we are, why we're here, and the Savior, our creator of the universe. So you and I have that at our core, but the whole thing, the way it went down, is like, okay, God wants Allie to be the first one, so you're here. Um, let's talk about, we ended the last segment talking a little bit about spirituality and Buddhism. Let's talk about walking with the King and the Savior, and I want to make it easy for you to begin this segment. I want you to talk about Bam. This woman who I've met twice and um, God has really blessed you to have a, a, a spiritual sister, a teacher like that in your life, I know. Uh, it's, it's sort of beyond words. Um, I met her uh, when I was a pretty new Christian I would go to these things called the First Ladies High Tea, where the the wives of, of f famous, mostly African American pastors, um, were being honored. You know, because they really get to get on, be honored. And boy, do they carry talk about carrying a cross. You know, you've been in a lot of churches, and they support their prominent pastor husbands. Well, the MC was this woman, and I and she, I never thought she was a pastor. I just thought, who is? And I said, whatever that woman knows about God, I want to know what it is, just because of the life force and the brilliance of her mind to me. And then one day I'm standing outside, they they sell things at these, because it's, you know, women, the hats and the thing and the crosses and, you know, and I'm standing there and she comes up and she goes, what are you looking at? And I said, well, actually this rhinestone cross. She goes, okay. She goes, I, I do a conference, a woman's conference in April, this was September, she goes, I want you to come. Um, let's call it denim and diamonds. Let's both get, she goes, which one are you gonna get? And I got one, she got one. And then she goes, and uh, I want you to be, you know, to speak. I said, oh, I, I'm a pretty new Christian. I, you don't know me, you know? And she goes, oh, I don't pick my speakers. I went, oh, okay. And that's how it began. And then I looked up her ministry and I just went, you know, it's deliverance ministry. It's, um, you know, she's a hardcore teacher. She is the, she walks the walk. The people in her church are so profoundly beautiful and unaffected and they just love God and they love people. Um, I didn't know or Orson just, when he found, when he came to one of my Bible studies with me, he goes, what are we going to this stupid Lutheran church in Venezuela? Come on, we're going here. I said, well, I don't know if they're going to want us to come, Orson. So in we come, you know, I think we were the only white couple at the time that went in and um, he just fell in love with her too. And she's so pure. She's just so real. And her love for God is so profound and she is righteous. She walks it. 
you know, she's, she doesn't speak out of one mouth and do something else. Um, and she's just, you know, she, she came the, the night that Orson got killed and sat with me all night. And she's just the, the real amazing deal. I'm so fortunate to have her as a teacher. Two things. Um, and friend. Yeah. We're, we're in kind of dire straits with the world. I'm not going to pontificate here and go into a, a little monologue, but one of the areas that I struggle with is it's not like we're lacking for churches in America. There's churches everywhere. There's pastors, priests, whatever denominations. It's not like we're missing an opportunity to hear the gospel or God's word. And yet, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, in my circles, some people get a little like, uh-oh, you know, there's the charismatics and there's the, the we got to be careful here. And I'm like, when someone really speaks as if the Spirit is speaking through them, it's kind of undeniable. But I think part of the fear and trepidation is people get afraid because people are playing religion. There is a spirit of religion in our country. And yet when we talk about what I always say, and then I'll shut up here. Look, if we really believe the same spirit is in us that rose Christ from the dead, what's going on? Because it, I, it is written. <laughs> Do you know? What, yeah. And I, it's written. Like when I was on the air. During, it's a promise. During the lockdowns, so much timidity, so much fear. I don't, and I'm like, you got the Holy Spirit in you. What are you doing? And I get a little ticked off. Well, one thing about having the Holy Spirit in you, which I'm only really, really, really beginning to understand now in my life, is you have to make room for it. That's right. When I say that I had those things of caring what people thought about me, there's a ton of garbage that you, you have to get, you just have to get rid of it or there's no room. You can't invite the Holy Spirit to live inside you well, not in and walk in that power if you've got if you're still operating with all your own ego stuff it doesn't fit holy spirit will not infringe on your free will at all and it shouldn't you know so it's like but you have to decide what kind of free will you're going to let go of you know i, I know like a, probably a lot of my buddhist friends would say well it's like you know you're the you it's your life you know you can't submit it's not submission in that way that people think that it's like giving up you know, and, and letting God, it, it, it's, there's this power in the universe, this glory, this amazing, look at the, look at the, look at the world. It's so beautiful when it's pure. Nature is so amazing. And there's so much power in all of it from thunder to lightning to everything. But it's, you know, it, it it's also can be turned by the free will that we have as mankind into shopping malls and evil and killing, you know, in Israel right now. I mean, it's, it's what we, what we do is so ridiculous and awful. So you have to scrape that stuff out. And it is scary to scrape that stuff out because you have to face it. You have to find out why it's there in the first place. And then you have to make room to let that power move through you, which is so it's so thrilling. Like when I tell you that I, you know, that first day of general hospital, I had no fear. I felt like the Holy Spirit was, was chained to the bed. Mm. I felt so, it was such a happy feeling to be an actor, like letting the spirit sort of, you know, take off. 
but it was me allowing, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a relationship. So I think people are afraid of giving up not only their free will, but their identity. That's right. Where identity is, you know, cause we're so, you know, you and I are smart. So I know that, you know, I'm magna cum laude from first class women at Yale. So what if I'm not going to do anything beautiful with it? Right. But if I can make way and have that spirit move through me. So that's what I'm hoping this whole next season is going to be like, but it's not easy to do. No, it's really hard to get on your, not only on your knees, on your face. I've been on my face a lot in the past couple of months. That's why I know the timing of the Emmy is not a coincidence. Because I'm really begging God to humble me. I just don't want to be like my dad and like the people that, you know, that die alone. I don't want to be like my friends that die alone. I just had a very, my roommate in college died alone. She lived, she let Kaiser kill her. She said, I don't want anything because she was afraid of being homeless. And she, you know, she'd had a mansion. I don't want to be like that. And she was so smart, so charming, famous people everywhere, all over her life. She died with nothing. And I got to spend four hours with her on Sunday. So it was like, and I just, I went, Lori, you know, like, she just said, I'm too depressed. I can't, I don't want it. I don't want to live. And whoa. So I just, and there's so many people like that right now. The world is so screwed up. There's, you know, the money division is so awful. And it's never, you know, I know people say that, I guess, when they get older, <laughs> I do my day with horse and buggies, but it's different. Yeah. There's just something really bad going on that. Well, one of the things that I say a lot uh, to myself, because I'm not on the radio now or in my ministry, is that the spirit of deception Oof. is so proof and um, evil doesn't even mask itself. Oof. So we have to battle in the spirit in prayer understand who we are our identity jesus said deny yourself you know so many people's identity in the church is in a lot of worldly things and not in the the, the king himself but these are really dicey times and i don't want to get too dark um but i think if ever there's a time where those of us that profess to have faith in christ need to Every day. I loved what you said about the difference between kneeling and getting on your face. To get through the day, I don't know how anybody in this world can navigate a course of a day with the information assault that we're under. You mentioned Israel to see that and scores of people saying oh, it's all propaganda. Israel's the aggressor. I mean, just evil, unchecked, where truth Bible, Isaiah 520, truth, um, evil will be called good, good will be called evil. We're here. I know we are. So it's kind of um, a difficult time, but what a blessed time to be alive. God gives us breath right now to serve him. I loved what you said about, you know, your friend Lori and how you don't want to die that way. I mean, we have everything. We have the spirit in us. We know who Jesus not was, but is. What will you have to do with me this day, Lord? This is the day. This is the day he's made. Not tomorrow, not next week. And um, I, I just... And, the, and the, the amount of power, like 
literal power that comes with saying yes, that we don't have. It's like mankind has a, has a jacked kind of power, you know, the wrong kind of power, but the, the power that's at, at that our, our disposal, if we can only humble ourselves. And that's the, that's the spirit of deception that, you know, that I see is it's, so unhumble right now. It is so arrogant. You know, I, I'm downtown a lot at the LA City Council. The arrogance of the thinking, you know, they know everything. It's just, it's it's over overwhelming. And, uh, but the power when you let go and, and you know, let all of, all of, you know, let Jesus and God move through you. It's astonishing. Yeah. Ellie Mills Bean is my guest. We have a couple minutes, a couple moments left. I, I, I really want to um, use our last few moments in a way in which that, I, I guess, is pretty unorthodox. Um, th this will, as your performances, you know, technology, th this goes on. We don't. We, we give up the flesh and we live in the spirit. Um, and yet, I really believe God's going to have someone, at the very least, watch this, may not even know you, and yet, because of your love for Christ, God's going to speak through you to this person where we may never know this side of heaven what this is all about and i think tears speak loudly as you sense that power that the spirit flows through you what wants to come through you right now to talk to that camera to anybody that may see this the feeling it's not a feeling the the when you allow when you open up to walk in the love that Jesus embodies he is love god is love the freedom of walking in that love is it over it surpasses all depression it surpasses all fear it's a it's, it, everything if, if someone is traumatized out there, if someone feels like my friend Lori, like they can just can't get over depression, you yeah. can. Yeah. You can. And it's all you need to do is ask. Orson used to say, just get down on your knees and say, if you're real, talk to me. Just manifest yourself. He will. He does. And um, the freedom of that, you know, the of walking in love is the most amazing i feel so grateful right now I, I, i'm not afraid that it's gonna go away it's like you know i i just i i always want to live like this i want to spend the next 30 years of my life like this i know every day i wake up and it's it's a challenge sometimes to get there you know um i'm a no stranger to depression as a child three months once in bed. But um, I would just say to anybody that's listening that hasn't yet, you know, gotten on their knees and just said, 
just talk to me if you're there. You know, he listens and there's just nothing like it. And we need it right now because so many people are suffering out there and don't know God. And if you know him a little even, you can, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing greater that we could do than give people that, that peace. It's peace, really. It's the peace of knowing that you're walking in connection and unity with the creator of the universe. There's, you know, we have that pocket inside us that was meant to connect with that. And it fits perfectly if we just clear it out and let us just walk in that in that unbelievable relationship. And it's it's a way of sharing the gospel, not in word, in action. You know, we I think people are so starved. You know, I'm, I'm Jesus walked the planet two thousand years ago. He uh, he did quite a bit in his ministry. I often joke. Uh, he's not coming back to give out free hugs this next time around, but it's undeniable, and N.O. had it, it's undeniable when people not believe, but know he's real. You don't have to, like, sell anything. You don't have to push anything. You just emulate and live it and let the Spirit come through you. And O had that. You know, the night we had dinner at your place, he didn't talk a whole lot, but I just looked at him and he was just kind of smile. And one time he grabbed me, he goes, he is real. You know that. And I'm like, I do. Um, I want to end on a different note, but I want to ask this before we do end. And I think it just goes to uh, honoring and giving reverence to your your beautiful husband. The The, the night he passed this earthly plane, um, he was hit by a car and died, um, but something very unique happened in the playhouse as people were kind of ushering him off. And I just think it, it would be typical story of, of Orson Bean and, you know, his last, his last curtain call here on earth and what happened. You want to share that? Yeah. So I was there. It happened in front of me which I thought was going to traumatize me for the rest of my life, but it didn't because uh, thank you, God, you know, came and kept me from screaming um, for the whole weekend. But uh, like about 150, 200 people came that night um, from everywhere. They, they heard about it on the, on the radio, on TV, and they came and, and Bam came and just sat. She just sat. She didn't say a word. She sat and held my hand. And then as the coroner drove Orson away after four hours, it was a crime scene, so they stayed for, and they let me stay with him for four hours in my arms. As he was being driven off, all the actors that were there just stood up and gave him a standing ovation for his life. And it was like so fitting that he would get a standing ovation uh, for life, for his life, and de deserved beautiful moment. Yeah. Speaking of deserved, beautiful moment, just a handful of days ago, you stood on the stage. Was it the Bonaventure? Yeah. Or the, the Emmys were? Yeah. You had, you had the Emmy in your hand. Um, symbolic of, I think, things to come. Um, I want to end on this note in anything that you want to share. Um, I'm excited to see what God's going to do. 
and it's going to be scary too. I mean, you know, cut the cost, but I'm excited. And and I don't know, Frank. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't even know if it's going to be an acting. I don't know. Right before it, I got the again. I mean, it wasn't like the Wonder Years because I didn't know God at that point. But it was sort of that same calm. Like I went like, ooh. So, but I felt Orson standing around me like so powerfully. And then I felt the presence of God sitting there. I was completely calm. But I don't know that it's necessarily going to be about acting. It may be that this is important to go meet Karen Bass to talk about homelessness in Venice. I don't know. But I know it, the timing was not coincidental. Because I've, again, it's after all those months of just, I just feel different as a human being. So I'm excited to know what it's going to be about. <laughs> but meanwhile, it's under Orson's portrait right now in the living room. And you didn't bring it. I know, I forgot. <laughs> oh my. It's pretty cool. It's, it's quite a thing. My grandson said, is that solid gold, Nana? I went, no. <laughs> How many grandchildren now? Nine? I had nine. I lost, I lost one mm. right after Orson. She lived with me for a year and... Um, she OD'd. Mm. Fentanyl. Nasty. Nasty drug. Yeah, that's another thing I'm hell-bent on getting rid of in this country is that drug. Mm. Not just only because of her, Zelly, beautiful, amazing human. Um, it's, it's, it's a bad drug. I walk the boardwalk. I can look in people's eyes. They're in hell. It's bad. It's killing people. So that's another. Maybe I'll use it for that, too. It's gonna be it's gonna be my weapon. There you go. <laughs> Anything else on your heart you want to share as we close? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. I don't know how many years ago it was to say out loud with whether I was all in. And thank you. I mean, I know one person pulled over on the side of the road crying. So it's like. This is the power of, you know, of the radio. And thank you for all your years doing this and that you are not quitting, you know, praising him and bringing him to other people. And um, so I just want to thank you publicly. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm just getting started. This is the day's made. You know, every day it's like, all right, how would you use me? Yeah. Most days I kind of go with it. Some days I have my pity party and I don't. So. You know, he's a patient God. Yes, he is. Well, I love you. Uh, Aaron and I love you immensely. I can't thank you enough okay. for doing this. And uh, look forward to maybe getting together again, breaking bread. And uh, I'd love to hold that Emmy sometime. Okay. <laughs> come hold it. Or I'll come here. I'll bring it here. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Allie Mills Bean has been my guest. And uh, we're grateful for you. Yeah. Um, our, our Frank Sontag podcast is kind of new. We're just kind of getting going here. Uh, if you're blessed at all, reach out to us. Let us know how we can bless you. And uh, until next time, thank you. Thank you for making this possible. And thank you for watching the Frank Sontag podcast. God bless you. God bless.